0: i apologize i i accidentally started the room i i i i, I literally i i i um i just woke up and i was like oh, i think i got my times you know what guys working these global time zones i think i got the time zone messed uh, messed up i think it was, i thought it was maybe like 1 1 p.m east where where are you based are you okay? okay i think i got i thought that you were like six hours ahead of me so i was thinking eight um i think like eight your time or something i don't know
1: <laughs> no, but you we're
0: know what? here
2: um we had the the clocks change was it two weeks ago one week ago yeah so, i know the, yeah. the the distance i think it went down to four hours to eastern and then back to five again so yeah it's kind of been a bit all over the place the last few weeks um but yeah meta roof thank you so much and welcome to curious anarchy um thank you. this is my co-host content aka mark marky
1: boy well, what a pleasure what a pleasure
0: thank we finally you. have a,
1: a proper celebrity
0: on here thank you oh thank you thank you thank you hey hey everybody hey. I'm just kind of sending it out, the link, right now. No worries, Um, no worries. I'm just going to do the same as well. Yeah. Just bear with us a moment while we uh, invite. Thank you.
2: to Curious Anarchy, Um, this is an episode of Stargazers, speaking out with Meta Ruth, who will be sharing a little bit of her story, her background, how she got into the spider web, (laughs) 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 that is web 3, and what she's up to. Thank you. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to this. I really appreciate this moment um, being able to speak to you and actually have a one on one. I know that content will likely have a few questions. Um, he might even need some clarity around some of the lingo that might be used. Um, but other than that,
1: looking forward to it. How are you feeling, content? Uh, You you read my mind, Um, I'd like to offer an apology in in the form of um, a disclaimer, I don't understand anything to do with the Meta anything, so I apologise Meta Ruth, because you're speaking to a very old boy and um, you're probably going to have to define your terms, but that will help the audience out there in the world in the 30 countries who don't understand like me very much about this field, so um, I hope that you've brought your patience and your explanation tools with you because um, may well be needed. Um, and I guess my first question to you uh, as someone uh, from a different, um, what's that thing called, portal, from a different portal, I guess my first question is, how did you get started on all this?
0: So what happened was I, um, I used to be on Clubhouse on this app. And I used to do solar. If you see on my profile, um, I used to do solar and roofing. Um, So I used to lead uh, solar and roofing groups on Clubhouse. And um, one of my friends, when I was in Las Vegas, uh, we got, um, I got picked to live in a house. It sounds like kind of like MTV, but I got picked to live in a house with like 17 of the top best solar reps in the nation and we got picked and chosen to live in like this big mansion in Las Vegas and um we had like a bowling alley in our house and everything and we um a guy that I had met there from here on this app uh his name is Kenny and Kenny Kenny and I like we got along right off the bat and Kenny is like a big believer in God and like I'm a big believer in God also and so um Kenny and I we just like you know we bonded over God and things like that I came back to New York and um you know I've always owned dot-coms um because I've always been an entrepreneur um so Um, I've always, like, I've always been the hodler and like, you know, just in case if anybody doesn't know what a hodler is, just kind of like holding, right? So I always owned like, domains like, um, I don't know. What do I have right now? I don't like to share them because then people try to snipe them. Somebody has sniped a couple, few of my domains when they've expired, If I don't look, but like, what do I got right now? I used to have sunroofsolar.net. I've got like metacars.space. I have like metadollars.space. I have metaruth.com. I have a bunch of meta, 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 meta ones. So what ended up happening was Kenny knew that I liked that. So Kenny and I used to come on Clubhouse and we used to go to the auction rooms on Clubhouse where my friend Mike from New York here um, would throw huge auction rooms. So one day all the guys are wearing dragons on their profile pictures like as you can see my profile picture is a skull right now which is a genuine undead but they're wearing dragons and I'm like what the hell I'm like why is everyone wearing dragons as their profile pictures this is really weird and so they're like we're selling our domains we're getting rid of them and we're liquidating them and we're getting into NFTs so this is over a year ago I'm like okay I'm like what? I'm like, why would, I mean, something good must be happening. I'm like, if everyone's selling their domains, like what the hell is an NFT? And I was working at the casino at the time as a marketing rep. So um, I was like, and I was like, it was during COVID and just crazy shit was happening. And I was working for a public benefit corporation. So the casino that I was working for um, was not a uh, uh uh like on the uh native reserves it was ran by the government so the republicans just got voted in and so like literally everyone got fired or they quit because of covid and then i was left for like to pick up everyone's mess and it was just a major workload on me and uh i i'm like was just a brand new like domestic violence survivor like who just healed from physical trauma it was still healing in my like um mental trauma like my business had to become dissolved um so i literally was just starting my life over so i was like okay um this this dragon shit is sick you know like because i used to do kung fu as a kid um so i was like i love dragons so i i went home and i started drawing dragons and um i started drawing dragons and then so one day i was like oh guys check this out And then I came out with an NFT and it looked like a a little Pepe. It was like, um, to me, my NFT looks like um, the Mona Lisa of Pepe. Um, And yeah, I'm going to call it a motherfucker, but you guys don't know what a you guys may not know what a motherfucker is. So it looks like a Mona Lisa Pepe motherfucker, Um, which I don't know if we could pin things to the top here, but if I could find it. I, I'll try oh I just invited someone up sorry um but yeah does that make sense so that's how I got into the industry and then I just got addicted to drawing um because I'm uh, I'm also a hairdresser am I rugging
1: no hold on hold on okay. me, I mean you've just <laughs> spoken for about 10 minutes and I'm even more confused about your life than I was with <laughs> How did, to begin with, how did you get on that house in the first place? Like, what was the, like, what was the doorway that said, because obviously you're talking about a different sort of, sort of set of circumstances that we don't know about.
0: So you're in, where were you living at the time? Like, where where we? So were what happened was, I got on Clubhouse, so I was looking for solar tiles, right? So at the time, my clients did not. That's so, okay, just, sorry, sorry to interrupt
1: you, but when you say solar tiles, you're talking about. Um, the stuff that you put on top of roofs to. to correct. Like, you... correct. 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 Yeah, yeah. so, okay. So I'm just being clear because you, you could have meant it like, <laughs> in the metaverse, so you might confuse me. Like, <laughs> you're talking about the actual physical stuff
0: of, being oh, my of, of roofing, yeah? oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're cracking me up. Oh, my God. You are so. Thank you for correcting me. So because <laughs> I sometimes have to correct myself, right? Because to me, everything is just one. And like, I forget, like, like yeah. So. In the physical world, I was um, my clients at the time, right? Um, they, um, there's, there's the solar panels that look blocked, like like blocks, and then there's the yeah, solar there's a solar tiles and the solar tiles they like kind of are very long and they look like just like one roof like they they're not they're not separated into like little blocks so it was a brand new thing at the time that all my clients were requesting because like elon musk at the time came out with them right by the way elon musk uses fucking string inverters on everything but um, I think he did switch over to inverters now. Not, I don't know if you guys know what those are, but back to the solar tiles. Meta
1: Ruth, Meta Ruth. First of all, <laughs> do I call you Meta Ruth or Meta Ruth? What would you prefer to be called? Yeah, you can call me Meta Ruth. Okay, so Meta Ruth, can we just take a step back? Because I want to know how you ended up even beginning to do that kind of stuff. When you say your clients,
0: <laughs> what, where, I mean, where were you in school for example? Where did you go to school? Um. So I went to like, um, school in Long Island, New York, um, so I went to school, yeah, in Long Island, so, like, kind of outside of New York City, um, yeah, outside of New York City, like, kind of, um, Bayside, Queens is where my father's business was, so I grew up in the hip-hop industry, right, so I grew up, like, in, a little bit in the fast life, but in the suburbs, you know, in the suburbs, um, and, uh, I grew up in, like, a Jewish area, like, uh, But I also grew up like if you go down one block, you know, you're that's the hood. So I don't know, but I'm I'm Puerto Rican and Italian. So I have a Puerto Rican mother, I have an Italian father. Um, They both speak fluent Spanish. um, But I started working when I was like 13, like scrubbing toilets. Yeah, I I was scrubbing toilets for five dollars an hour. Like I literally remember My mom was driving and I was like, I was like, you need to pull over. And she's like, why? I'm like, cause there was like a hair salon. I was like, I need to go get a job. She's like, you want a job? I'm like, yeah. And like she pulled, cause like I really didn't like my life growing up. Right. And I, I always wanted to escape. So I knew I wanted a job. So I started working at at 13 um, and I worked at that hair salon until I graduated. And then after I went to college, I came back and I did insurance. On that same company, um, I insured the whole salon. So, no, no, stop, 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 stop,
2: stop. Yeah, I was just going to say what a think trip.
0: We, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, first of all,
1: on behalf of uh, the Spanish community, I'd like to say bienvenidos. Thank Spanish. you. Uh, you have a bit of Puerto Rican, so I want to know. We've got people listening in 30 countries to us, so can you explain how someone who was cleaning toilets ended up doing solar? things on roofs i mean how what was the journey and also could you highlight a little bit like you didn't enjoy school or your, your teenhood years what was that all about can we have a little bit of um, what created the, the
0: the mega star that you are now how did that evolve absolutely um so i guess what happens is what i i didn't like my life like i grew up in a beautiful lifestyle right and this is why i always like i live by saying like, uh, never look down on anyone unless you're helping them up. Never, never judge something on the outside. Never think, you know, like you never ever know someone's situation. I don't care how many conversations you have with them. You never know what someone's going through. You never know what it like. You really genuinely don't. And um, my parents, you know, they got divorced, you know, uh, in 2009. That's when the stock market happened the stock market crash right and my dad was like a Wall Street guy um, and if you can imagine um, I'm here in cryptocurrency and the blockchain uh, which is unregulated which is very volatile uh, high-risk stressful um, so if just if you can imagine having a father who's big onto Wall Street moving money uh, you know, we worked for like, we didn't, we did insurance for like 50 cent, DMX, Jay-Z, L, Cool J. Um, and then, you know, we had so many I had like three siblings. Um, and then just think about, you know, what it took for my father to build that. Like I, we started when I was in third grade, we slept on the floors. Like I slept on mattresses. We slept in a one bedroom apartment, me, my brother, my sister. We, I saw my father build from, we literally had one bathroom and we lived in the living room, which was so tiny. So I saw my father build everything and I saw him lose everything all at the same time. And the, the, the amount of chaos it caused on my family, um, the, it, it, it's, it's not, it's not like really worth it in the end. Do you know what I'm saying? Like your family is the most important thing. And it caused so much. Um, you get, you can get so caught up in material things that you neglect your family, and um, it caused a lot of stress on my mother. And they, them, my mom and dad I can get a little emotional. But my mom and dad probably could have had a really amazing relationship, you know, if, if, you know, the, if the um. It's just, you know, it's that, it's that lifestyle can be really hard.
1: You know- think so so, the material things get in the way of like everything they were doing?
0: It, it can for some, for some it definitely can, but um, you know, some people don't want to accept that. Like you have to be self-aware in a lot of things, right? For me, in the, since the 2009 stock market crash, I don't care for anything material. I don't give a fuck what material things are. I know what it's like to have what it's like to not have. I'm like, honestly, like the most basic bitch now. Like I used to love Tiffany's. I used to love Gucci. I used to love all those things. I can walk right past it now and not have any feelings for them. I wear black i love the color black it's not about what you wear because those things can be gone tomorrow i what i care about is how you treat people that's what i care about and um and if you're building people up um because uh i know what that that lifestyle can do and it 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 can definitely destroy others it can cause fake friends 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 will be your friends because you have money not because they actually like you right so um when i was i i picked up on that i was always very intuitive at a young age and um i just wanted to one ease the pain off my parents because i'm an empath and so and two i just needed an escape and so i started working at the hair salon um, at it was the largest hair salon like in long island so there was over 50 hairdressers and I just, I just knew. I started working there, and I would get, I, I would get picked up from school, like in high school, and like, even one day the principal came and took my cell phone at lunch, and I was just like, yo, I'm like you need to give me my cell phone back. He's like, you're not allowed on your cell phone. I'm like, this, this was the assistant principal. I'm like, I have to find a ride to get to. Um, no, I was like. I have to find a ride to get to work or something like that. And he just, he took it. So then I went to the principal's office. I was like, your assistant principal took my cell phone at lunch. I was like, I need my cell phone. I'm like, I have a job. I'm like, I know I'm only in 11th grade. I'm like, but I have an actual career. I'm like, and if I don't figure out how I'm gonna get to work, I'm like, I'm gonna miss work. And then I'm gonna get fired. So I wasn't doing anything wrong. It was my break. I'm sitting there having lunch on my lunch break in high school so my principal got my cell phone back from the assistant principal so like I was a hardcore worker way young like navigating how can you say navigating and delegating my, my own way through life you know
1: <laughs> yeah sure I get that I mean first of all I want to say I hope that you feel the kindred of being with us because we are curious yes yes. we espouse yes. we, 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 we exactly what you're talking about so that's that's wonderful um, secondly I'm curious because you sounded like you went through a pretty hard time when your parents were breaking up. Are you an only child? Like, were there siblings with you or how did all that pan out?
0: So I have um, two brothers and a sister, um, which I'm very close with. um, And they are nothing but amazing role models for me. Like, just, they were like extra sibling, uh extra parents for me and i just have i mean they they've turned out amazing like people who meet us are like how in the world after everything you guys went through did you guys end up like that right because we've gone through so much in our lives that they're just like you know so yeah they're they're older than me um and they're they're just incredible younger, baby I'm the baby <laughs> yeah oh, that's amazing. and they still tell me to go get the remote in public when we're together <laughs> on christmas
1: <laughs> so, okay you're, in, you're working in a hairdressers you got a bit of support from your siblings but things at home are getting a bit ropy how where's take us on the journey to getting to the so, I mean, Where? how did you stop well when did you stop sort of like been in toilets and working in the
0: hairdressers, and how did you end up yeah. in solo? Like, so, what was the journey? Okay, so my journey, like, pretty much was, so I was a hairdresser by the time I graduated high school. I went to college for a year and a half. Of course, right? My friend gets into a head-on collision. My friend, she was like hungover from a party. Um, I was in school to be a, a news anchor, TV and journalism. I interned in LA. Um, all these different things like the day it was literally on Easter I was on like I was supposed to go to like a job interview f- to be uh, on the news my friend's father worked for a news channel I was going to her house so I can meet him so I could get on the news channel in my local area in my college Um and by my college and she gets into a head-on collision so I nearly almost lost my neck so three of my friends get um, like get full-on, like, they're in comas. I'm the only one who's, like, awake. I'm, like, gushing blood everywhere, in a wheelchair. Like, they I they had to, like, send me home. Like, I couldn't walk, nothing. You know? So, I'm like, fuck. So, I'm not even home anymore. I'm like, I'm not even home. I ended up in Staten Island. Not even Long Island. I ended up in Staten Island, which is one of the last boroughs in New York City that most people don't want to end up in. So, I'm in Staten Island. And, Uh, Which is, you know, like home of the Italian like mob wives, right? As you guys know in Jersey Shore. So I end up there. I live with my grandma. She's like my Puerto Rican family, and I'm like, I heal. I'm healing there from my injuries. Like I'm, I've been in like so many near death experiences. I don't. That's why I love this profile picture, the genuine undead, because there's. I still wonder why, how I'm even alive right now. But yeah. So I almost lost my life. I can't walk all these things. And I'm like young, you know. So uh so I'm like, fuck, I have to get a job. So I'm like, I'm like, wait, I'm living in so I don't know if you guys ever seen Shits Creek TV show. That is I my I love
1: Shits Creek. I love that
0: program. I that was literally my life because I went from living in like a $1.5 million house to living with my Puerto Rican grandma in New York City, taking buses, and I'm like I saw my cousin like waiting at the bus I'm like, I'm like, so what do I do? And she's like, so you take the quarters, you, you wait for the bus. She's like, and you you stick. I'm like, I, I stick the, the quarter. You you're so, like a,
1: you're so <laughs> like a
2: mother, <laughs> you really are. It's like, you know, I'm actually thinking of this, um, this series on Prime. I think it's called the Siren. And um, it's about mermaids. And, and there's this mermaid that comes inland and, she's literally learning and they have to show her how to be a human being it's 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 yeah it's it's. it just reminds me of that
0: yeah that's what it was like i'm like like, the most annoying thing was like getting a metro card i'm like wait like i have to convert so just like in cryptocurrency we have to do all these conversions i was like wait i have to convert us dollars to my debit card or I go to the man to get my metro card. I'm confused. How does this work? So just navigating how to get on a bus and then being on the bus and like, you know, the bus, you're like mixed in, but, uh, uh Staten Island is probably the most, the most, it, it made, it made me probably the one of the reasons why i am as strong as who i as strong as why i am today and i'm so grateful for this experience and i will i love staten island more than anything it is one of my favorite places on earth staten island is so small so small because i live on long island staten island's so small it's like not even a quarter of it it's so tiny like to get to the other side takes 10 minutes and it's so diverse i'm saying you've got it's so diluted it's so diluted, like everywhere you go, you hear every language from around the world. You hear like, I lived next to so many Albanians, Turkish, Russian, I mean, you hear, and you you don't hear English, you don't hear English. Like English is the last language you hear when you live in Staten Island. And you know, people don't like, like literally the restaurant that across the street the owner chopped the guy's fingers off because he didn't bring in his W-2. So we're talking mafia, we're talking everything you could think of, right? So I ended up there after living in, I was, before that I was living in a $1.5 million house with a big pool, I had an acre of land, like literally I had a pink house. I would just tan outside all day. So this was a culture shock for me. It was a major culture shock. So, you know, luckily I was a hairdresser. So I got a job at the hair salon. And um, I was just working, 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 working at the hair salon after I healed. It was the time of my life. I probably was like like, the hottest in my life. I'm not gonna lie. I was really hot living in Staten Island. Cause all you could do is just go to the gym. It's like just nothing but like, uh, you know, the Jersey Shore. They're not, they're not kidding. It's like gym tanning laundry. Like that's really their lifestyle. So all I did was gym,
2: That's one of the things that, um, when I went to America in 2004, um, I went to Florida and we visited Miami and a couple of other places. And I remember being on the Miami Strip and looking down the street and thinking, wow, I'm, I'm actually inside a movie. Like it's, that's, that's how real it looks. (laughs) Like it's, it's. Like yeah, it was it was strange, but yeah. Sorry no no on. no.
0: So Please. you know Staten Island, like like what you see on TV about the Jersey Shore, the mob wives. Like I know it's scripted, but like I'm I'm not even kidding. Like even at the gym, like yo, if I was I was walking, like I think I was walking not fast enough. This one girl's like, can you hurry the fuck up? I was like. Like, this girl checked me at the gym for not walking fast enough. Because that's how fast they move. Like, people don't realize about New Yorkers, like, you gotta fucking move. Like, people don't understand. Even at the gym, you, yo, you just got off the treadmill? You're tired? Pick up the pace when you're walking to the bathroom, when you're going to the water fountain. Like... <laughs> like yo like no shit like that's like that's New York and so I remember I almost got into a fist fight with this girl then everybody comes running in right because like I'm Puerto Rican Italian you don't fucking talk to me that way so anyway so I went from there and then eventually my mother moved back to Long Island so I go from one island to the next island so we so we leave, I move back to Long Island. And so now I get a job at that hair salon that I started scrubbing toilets at for $5 an hour. So there's another one that they have, which is by my mother's, right, which is not the same location, but it's the same company. So I start working there. And then I'm doing amazing work, right? Corporate knows me. Corporate loves me. Um, I'm doing things like there was women in the army that came out from the army. Um, there was like this one like African American girl that no, I always cut African American hair. Not a lot of people can do that. I was the only one who had African American clients. I color African American hair. I can cut African American hair. I can braid African American hair. And um, I remember I was there and uh, I'm all about inclusivity and uh, all this shit. And so. Um, I remember I went there. They I I used to do all the events, and the, one of the reasons was we had an army girl come in, and nobody knew how to do her hair. So they they called me, and I came in. I did her hair, and the woman was hysterical, crying of happiness because it was like beautiful. And from there on out, they kept calling me. Like I I always did fashion shows at universities and things like that, and so. I uh, was working at um, the plumbing company part-time. So I was working two jobs, a hair salon, and I was working at the plumbing company. Because I was like, I love being a hairdresser, but I'm like, I, w- I want to do something more. Because I always struggled in school, um, which is why I became a hairdresser. But I'm like, I want to do something more. I want to learn like how to run a business. So I was like, well, let me go work at a fucking plumbing company and start getting into clerical. So I got into clerical. And then, of course, I wasn't going to be in plumbing forever. Like, come on, you know, I'm not working in the plumbing industry forever. So I moved into the car business. And when I moved into the car business, literally the first day, they kicked a girl out of her position and they put me in. I I, I walked in. It was, um I went up and down the street to every car dealership. And the last one I saw was Ford. And I was like, yo, I'm like, I will never work at Ford. I said that, I was like, I will never. I'm like, put me in a Benz, I'm not going a Ford. Put me in a Benz, I'm not working at Ford. I went to Ford, I was like, but I, I wanna work in the car business, I knew. And I went to Ford and I was like, hey, I'm here to uh, sell you guys some insurance. And the only reason why I said that was because my dad's an insurance broker. And they're like, yeah, honey, we don't need any insurance. Uh, we are already hooked up with Geico. We, we just send our clients there. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I'm here because I'm looking for work. And they're like, oh, you looking for work? <laughs> and then, <laughs> so the owner of like three car dealerships was there. He gets on the phone, he makes a quick phone call. He goes, um, all right, so come tomorrow with your resume. I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, thank you. And I'm like, sounds good. That was really nice of you. He's like, yeah, I like you. You're a nice girl and all. Get out of here. I'm like, okay. Like he didn't, he didn't want to give me any compliments, right? He was the owner of the three car dealerships. He was like the. Like, just, you know, he he's very tough guy. He doesn't like to show emotion. He's like, You're you're a sweet girl, just get out of here. So whatever. So um eventually I left the hair salon because I was making more money at the car dealership. I was I they kicked a girl out of her position. Like that's it. Like they saw me, they met me, they weren't looking for nobody. I just came there at the right moment, the right time. I got in, and then I, I came in and um uh I started running the car dealership, pushing all the paperwork, all the financing. Um, I had to make sure that the dealership got paid. Um, I had to do all the auto loans, the insurance. The, uh, I had to, like, every client, every deal, every customer. I had to make sure everybody, like, I had to put all the applications in. I had to put everything in, like, every little thing I had to put in. And, um, like, nothing like it literally nothing in that dealership as far as purchasing could go through without going through me nothing like every you're closing a deal that deal goes through me after that deal goes through me then we go to the next level and so forth and so on so then I had to get insurance on all the cars so from doing the insurance on the cars um, I said well fuck it if I'm gonna keep calling insurance all the time I might as well get my insurance license So while working at the car dealership, I got my insurance license at night. And then I was like, wow, the insurance uh, car business I love so much, but when you're working in the car business, I mean, you're working seven days a week, like six days and then uh, every other weekend, six days and then seven days, six days and then seven days, no holidays, no weekends, 12 hours a day. I mean the lifestyle I don't know if you guys know is extremely rough so rough I mean it's like the last job you probably want to take if you need a job I mean it's like that's like the last resort to be honest it's fun it is the best job I think I ever had in my life the most fun because it's like it's almost like degenning in real life with other degens in my opinion and uh, it, it it literally was the best time of my life but it wasn't sustainable for someone who wants to, to have a family so I knew if I got my insurance license I could go work at like a New York life insurance company State Farm where I can have a salary and have a weekend so I could go see my sister or something so that's what I did I got my insurance license I left the car business I started working for different insurance agencies and then um, I I got into a relationship, and this person, you know, sold solar. And from listening to this person, well, I got married. I got married, and this person, this person, um, sold solar. He was number one in the nation uh, for solar. And I used to listen into their com- like to the conversation. Just wait, wait, wait! You got married. I got married. Yeah, explain that. Sorry, you are doing all these things. How did you end up getting married? Yeah. So what happened was while selling insurance, so I was working at New York Life Insurance Company, and I was working as a broker when I left the car business. So this is like a couple A couple of years had gone by. Hey, Jess. A couple of years had gone by. Um, so I've been, when I left the car business, and um, I met a guy, and um, so much in common. Like, I mean, like, ridiculous and common, you know, and, um, it just, you know, it was like, like 27, just turned 27. I'm independent. I'm self-sufficient. I don't need no man. Um, want a man, don't need a man. And like, you know, I taking care of myself and always took care of myself. And I was always educating and teaching other sales reps and, I mean, I've brought businesses to the top. I've won several awards for my accolades. Um, uh, You know, I was in the the newspaper for a young entrepreneur, young millennial entrepreneur making significant business strides here on Long Island. Um, I was in the New York Times, I mean, when I was nine years old for being the eyes for my blind teacher. Like I've always been, I always knew like what I bring, what I have to offer someone. And when I had met this person, I, I just trusted myself because I trusted and I saw how far I've come and I think I turned out really well. So I didn't see any red flags. And um so we um we kind of rushed it a little bit, you know, a lot of it. And um I got love bombed. You know, he love bombed me and um we oh, it's kind of like um, when someone wants to put on the best version of themselves just to make you fall in love with them, like putting on a mask, oh, okay, but it's maybe. really, yeah, it's not really who they are. And so the relationship, once they reveal who they really
1: are. Did you have a
0: proper wedding? Did you invite your family and all that? No, we didn't. We I, I was like just so we were just like so like crazy about each other because we were like in sales like so I thought you know um I thought we were crazy about each other but it really um so what happened was one day um you know I, I was doing insurance he was doing solar we were doing it together and our co-workers said come down to the beach and we go to the beach and they decorated the beach with solar panels. We were under, there were solar panels at the beach and one of our friends was uh, like a pastor and they're like waiting at the end cause you know, all of us working together knew like how much him and I had, you know, feelings for each other. And they like did like, it, 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 I don't know how to explain it, but they put together like this thing. We got, we just got married at the beach under solar panels and they're like, let's just do it like because one of our friends that we worked with was a pastor he's like let's go like i'm ready to get married yeah yeah i'm right it's it's like (laughs) And, and 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 remember i told you my life was not easy so i always used work as a way to conceal i mean i always was in therapy my whole life but I also always used work as a way to cover things up. So I don't think I ever really, um, I never, I always went to therapy. Did I, did I ever really listen to my therapist? No, right? Like I, I don't think I ever, I always went, I always listened and then I always act, acted on my own decisions like, and they, they'd be like, you probably shouldn't do this. I'm like, well, now I'm gonna do it, right? Because I was so bitter to the world i was such i was so bitter to the world um because there was many other things in my personal life where it just nothing was going right like absolutely nothing and i was just it's almost like gambling it's like well i don't care i'm just gonna keep fucking gambling i just kept gambling with my life i'm like something's gotta fucking hit you know and i was like I I I I felt this with him and I was like, fuck it. Who fucking cares? Just fucking get married. Just fucking do it. You know, I was just like, we're I'm an entrepreneur. He's an entrepreneur. We're crazy about each other. We only live once. And it's such a bad it's almost like gambling. You can gamble your gambling in so many ways. I I mean you can use your life in, in so many ways in gambling, not just with money and and, I, and so if you don't deal with your traumas and you just cover it up with work, right? Like, although on paper, everything looked great, internally, I was not. I was not okay. And even though I was an independent woman and I looked beautiful and I had the best, I had the funniest videos, I was doing stand-up comedy at the time, right? No, no, I, stop, 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 hold on. Videos, stand-up comedy? You didn't tell yeah. us anything about this. Yeah, I was, I was running, I have a community here in New York called Suffolk County Foodies. So I used to put together all the people who are obsessed with food in New York, uh, in my area. And I would go to local restaurants I'd be like, look, I got like about a thousand people who are interested in coming to your restaurant because of me. I'm like, so if you can give me a good deal, I'll bring like, you know, at least 500 of them. They'll come through and I'm gonna hire comedians. How does that sound? You give me a good deal? And they're like, yeah. So the restaurants would partner with me. I'd bring in all the audience and hire the comedians and then I would even perform. So it really would be a Ruth, like a Meta Ruth uh, uh, event, right? So I had fans and followings, Um, you know, I mean, I've done that a million times. Like I would always did these types of events throughout my whole career, my whole Met, life.
2: Meta Ruth. What's, what, what was the name of your event or,
0: Stuff, or your um, name? Yeah, Suffolk County Foodies, cause um, I lived in Suffolk, so it's called Suffolk County Foodies. So what happened was I used to just take pictures of me eating food at different local restaurants and I started a Facebook group. And then people were like, oh my God, yeah, that's the best, like that guy's got the best Italian bread. Oh my God, yeah. And people kept being, being like, oh my God, yeah, oh my God, yeah, oh my God, yeah. And then eventually I had a, a, a group of like people of over a thousand people that just wanted to talk about food where we live. And, um, but then, uh, so while I was doing that, like the same person that I met that fell in love with me for doing these things also despised me and became insecure. And, you know, it's almost like, you know, it, it you know, so this person actually stops me from doing these things, you know, isolated me from doing these things, didn't want to see me, uh, in, uh, didn't want me to do be on camera didn't want me to do stand-up comedy didn't want me interacting with other people didn't want me and so i i slowly started drifting away um and i was gone people started to literally look for me in the obituary that's how gone i was i was going through domestic violence um and i was trying to survive it started with emotional, and then it led to physical. and uh, it started with che- like he had cheated and cheating is 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 part of domestic violence it's, it's and, and when you don't tell someone you cheated, that's manipulation. and you need if if you cheat, you need to tell someone because you're putting someone's life at risk because of health concerns. That's number one, right? Someone needs to know what's going in their body. So if you sleep with someone and you don't tell someone about it, that's disgusting. Okay, so that's that's domestic violence. So there's emotional and then there's physical. Um, so I, it got to the point where people were literally looking for me in the obituary. So the way you see me now all around the world, speaking on stages globally, I was the gone girl. I was, like, people would message my accounts and you think you'd be talking to me, you weren't talking to me, right? And so, like, you know, regardless, it, it. I mean, it, this happens in the workforces. This happens to empl- employers, abuse their employees. Coworkers do this to their other coworkers. This happens with mothers and daughters, fathers and sons. This happens all around the world. I mean, everyone. I've been in domestic violence counseling for the last two years. I also got certified in mental health, um, and honestly, regardless of anything. Um, as a survivor, who's not only survived, right? A lot of people survive, but they don't live after. They don't thrive after. I've learned from all my life experiences is we've all been abused. We have all been abused in some form or fashion. Uh, whether we want to acknowledge the red flags, see the red flags, we all have been abused in some way. And the, the problem is, is if we want to do something about it. And, um, and so, but while I was with this person, I knew I had to get out. I was like, I know. Like it ended with me getting injured, um, and I got severely injured. So I don't know if I should say it here because I don't know. I'm um, just
1: asking. Sorry, how long ago was this, and how are you now?
0: Yeah. So this was about like a year and seven months ago. Um. And yeah. So it's actually really not that long ago. A year. A year and seven months ago. And I am doing amazing. Um, I do have PTSD. um, So that is the one thing that I struggle with. Um, That is probably the hardest thing that I struggle with, um, especially because like I am always speaking. So, um, and I'm speaking on a global level. So you never know who's gonna come at you. And anybody and like, anything could trigger me. I mean, someone saying something nice can trigger you, right? Because it could trigger good emotions of, a happy time that you lost, right? So, tr- you know, trigger doesn't always have to be that like a va a hostile moment, right? There's a lot of pain that I is inside me from being abused, from feeling feeling lost, and so forth and so on. Um, but yes, it was a year, a year and seven months ago. I I had my nose broken. I had a concussion, and I lost spinal fluid from my brain. Um, and I couldn't walk. Uh, I was strangled um, multiple times. And so I was on, and I was still trying to sell solar, right? Because I'm just like a. Beast. So I was like, uh, that's when I went on club. So I was on Facebook. I was on Facebook. I couldn't walk and I couldn't move because I had, I I was injured. Uh, so the only thing I was able to do, the doctor said, is just lay in bed in the dark room. So I was like, fuck, like I, I can't just do nothing like i'm ruth i'm i'm a mover and a shaker you can't tell me like yeah i like you know and so i went on facebook and i i still was getting calls like i owned a business like my business doesn't stop operating like what do you do your business still gotta run i don't get paid a salary so somebody called me for solar tiles um, because i learned solar from being in that relationship right i picked up on it because i i knew i said if, if there's one thing i'm getting out of this relationship i'm gonna learn solar I, I said there's one thing I I was like I'm, I may end up dead getting out of this relationship where I may end up alive. I was like, one, I'm gonna fight to the very end. I was like, no way I'm not gonna I'm like if someone's gonna try to hurt me, harm me, take my life um, spiritually or physically, either way, I'm gonna fight to the very end
1: because I didn't and, he, have- and if I survive, I'm gonna know about Sola
0: yeah <laughs> wait you're cracking me up <laughs> yes that's exactly what I said I was like if I survive I'm taking all that knowledge from what I learned from that MFR and I'm gonna you know create a fucking business out of it which I already had to so I paid attention to everything, everything, everything. Like, I'm just like, because I, I learn from, I'm a visual learner. I'm sound, visual. So, like, <laughs> that's why school never really worked for me, school. Because you're reading damn textbook. No, show me, you know, show me physically what happened during the war. Give me two uh, f- uh, figures and show me the, the Civil War in action figures. Don't tell me to read 1960. There was a war once upon a time. Show me the fucking war in action. You know, show me these things, right? Like, let's get into it. Like, so for me, when I when I'm a vi- I'm a visual learner. That's how I learn. I when I would see him on appointments, I just was able to pick it up. And I started the business, I, I made the logo, I made the website, I did all the SEO optimization, and all that. But that all came crashing down when I got out, because I couldn't keep up with it. Be, while being physically injured, I couldn't answer the phone calls, I couldn't call the insult. Uh, I couldn't call anybody. Because I was literally when I tell you ringing in my I'm actually partially uh, like, deaf, like, and I lost hearing in one of my ears. So I, I even talk loud now even louder than before because I lost hearing and people don't know that people think I'm just like a New York bitch which I can be but that's not the main reason why I talk loud but the thing is is <clears throat> so um so I was on Facebook and I was like hey um someone's looking for solar tiles can can someone hit me up and so this guy Patrick um Sheil had reached out to me on Facebook. He's like, yeah, he's like, I got it for you. Uh, he's in California. He's like, you should join this app called Clubhouse. You should join this app. And I'm like, all right, so I don't speak. Like, I'm petrified of speaking at this point. Like, I and actually some, uh, he had posted on my Twitter. Uh, he I have it on my Twitter. Like, there's a post like, do you, someone wrote, like, do you remember when you didn't speak at all? Like how afraid you were? Like the way I am today, if I could find the recordings i was petrified of speaking on stage when i got out like i i it i practiced every day so i started going to the solar rooms on clubhouse because i was like hey like i was trying my best to get my clients other people you know because i couldn't help them because i was injured and then so all i would do was sit on clubhouse and then um, that's how I found Clubhouse. And um, so my insurance business, though, um, that went to shit. Even, and I did that for a long time. You know. And my insurance, like, I still have clients, but you know, a lot of them during domestic violence got blocked from the abuser. The abuser blocked them. So if they got into car accidents, they weren't able to be reached. If they called me beautiful, that person got blocked. And so imagine trying to reach your insurance agent. And you're in a car accident and you can't because her abuser blocked that person. Like blocks you. So, so what I'm saying is I lost all my revenue streams and be, and being a uh, an entrepreneur is having multiple revenue streams, right? And passive income, right? So I had passive income from insurance because every time you get your policy renewed, I would get paid. I lost that. And then I also lost my solar. So here I am, everything I worked for, zero. And now I have a crooked nose and I'm partially deaf. And this person's off the hook onto the next girl who moved in and living I don't know what life, right? Because the justice system doesn't give a flying fuck. So I was trying to get my solar business d- dissolved because I was like, I don't even want to be in the industry anymore because he's in there. And I don't, I, I, I literally just, I needed time to heal, and uh, so I also wanted freedom. I wanted to travel, I wanted to get out, and I wasn't supposed to travel, but I traveled to Vegas, where I I went to Vegas, and um, like, because my nose looked like it was healed, but it wasn't healed, and my brain looked like it was okay, but it wasn't okay, but I looked, I looked okay, and I didn't feel okay, but I wanted to travel, because I I was just like literally tormented uh, for, for or like over a year, I was tormented, tormented, tormented. So I went and I traveled and um, came back and that's where I met Kenny. And that's what led me to do- domains and NFTs and crypto and Web3. And then I I said I said to myself, I'm going to make a decision. And I said, my decision and my career of choice is to change the world. And that is what I do every day. Uh, every day day i save a life every freaking day that is Mm -hmm. my career now through web 3 much (laughs) (laughs) through through crypto nfts and web 3 and the metaverse
2: there's been so much ground that's been covered in all of this and i'm i'm just like i could sit here for maybe another two hours with you um (laughs) i see that we are coming up to the hour yeah And I, I, yeah, I want to kind of give it maybe another 15, 20 or so, if that's okay.
1: Yeah. Um... (sighs) Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did we miss somewhere the thing about you almost going on, or you being on television or something?
0: What happened to that journey? (laughs) Oh, yes, I was on television. So when I was in college, um, I wrote a letter right they were they were picking people to intern in LA and I wrote a letter of like why I should be chosen and they chose me so I I was in LA for a uh, for a month oh, Do you remember what you said in the letter? Oh god, I wish I had it. I I wrote in the letter I don't know but everything I used to write has always been kind of like a little dark but a little always ending positive, right? And so I don't know what I had wrote. I know I did write. I wrote a letter, an essay in school once called the, Sui- the suicide. I wrote about suicide in school, um, the suicide murderer or the soul, the soul murderer. Like I used to write crazy stuff when I was in college. And I mean, in English, I would get like 95s. So like I used to write always, like like world awakening things to awaken society. I've always been a society awakening like truth-telling person um, wanting to change the world since I was uh, in college and I don't remember what I wrote but they they chose me and I um, so I like to lead by example and I don't like to see people struggle I mean why would you want to see someone struggle I mean struggling like you know what it feels like so what the hell so I was on set at Laguna Studios at Central City Studios and I saw a truck pull up a big truck and I see people unloading the truck. And I see a bunch of people lifting things. So I walk over and I'm like, hola. Cause it was like, it was like a Hispanic company, Laguna Studios. And I was like, uh, you know, cause I'm Puerto Rican, I think I know Spanish. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, do you guys need, I'm like, tu necesito, like moving furniture? Like I'm trying my best. And they're like, see. So I'm helping them move the truck, unloading the truck. And while everybody in my class, Like, it's all guys, no offense. It was all guys. That was the only girl. They're just sitting there like doofuses on their cell phones. They're not doing anything. Like, they're just watching. Like, you guys want to work on TV and be a production assistant, but yet you don't want to even, like, assist the production assistant and, like, show them what you got while you have the opportunity. Like, you're in L.A. on a set. Like, why are you not proving yourself? So I was like, okay. So I, like, walked over, helped them. It ended up being the director on set, and he's like, "I'm the director of Chihuahua the movie." He's like, "Come work with me behind." So I, I, so they, they're like, "No, you, you don't be production assistant. You be my assistant." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So I went from being the production assistant to working behind scenes with the producer and the director. Uh, and so one of the girls came because he was grateful for me asking if he needed help really fucking simple math do you need help is really simple right people sit there all day in this world and they just like watch people carrying groceries while the food's falling out you want to go help the person whose food is falling out their bag you see that person who maybe can't get their coat on or like their things are getting their keys are stuck right yeah i don't walk past that shit that shit No, why? How many seconds? It takes two seconds to ask if somebody needs help, right? And if you're not going to be genuine about it, then don't fucking ask at all. That's how I live, right? So I asked him. And so the girl on set, she came behind, and she's like, oh, uh, there was, uh, and she's like, oh, and she's like, oh, and and there's Ruth. And then, like, they saw that I was behind set. Everybody was so jealous. And I'm like, what are you jealous about? I'm like, while I was unloading the as a female, I'm like, while I was unloading the truck, helping the TV set. You guys were sitting on your asses and you're mad that I got to work with the producer and the director. And not only that, they were like so happy with my work that they even asked me to be in Chihuahua the movie. So not only did I work with the, pro- the producer and the director, I also helped design the interior. So like I also did a uh, TV set design. So I also did interior design of building the TV set. Um, so I helped the producer and director. And this was only for like um, a couple of days for this uh, this scene that they had in the hospital scene. So I helped interior design of that scene, um, decorate. And then I also was in the hospital scene. You see the little chihuahua walk by. and It's just me in my Ugg boots, like a typical Long Island girl. And the chihuahua walks by. So yeah, I was in a film. And then I also worked on um, Discovery Channel, um, the TV show, I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant, where women literally didn't know they were pregnant. Like they would go to the, the bathroom and like a baby would just like come out. So I built like TV sets on that when I was in college as well. Um, so my, like I said, my dream was to be like a news anchor at, when I was younger.
2: Um, wait, 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 hold on. He said, <laughs> he said. Like I, I used to work in corporate events, and you mentioned building TV sets. Where did you get that knowledge from?
0: Um, yeah. So I mean, like literally the the woman when I was in college, when I was interning there, it was a woman who, as well like me, I have uh, dyslexia and ADHD. She was a bo- there was a woman on set, and. When you're interning, like you cannot speak to the director or producer. Like you're, like that is a no. Right. So the fact that I was able to work with them, that was because I did the right thing. Right. And, and I believe God blesses you when you do the right thing. And God sees all. That's just the way I live. So I also, um, while I was there for a month, I was able to have a choice to work with a uh, woman who was building the TV sets and I, I love building I'm a physical person I'm a, like just like I'm a builder in web3 I'm a 3D designer I'm a I'm a hairdresser I like to use my hands so when I had saw her building the TV sets I was like go girl like she was like a construction worker I was like can I help you and she's like, absolutely. And I spent like days with this woman. I wish I remembered her name. And uh, we built an MRI machine for a hospital scene for Discovery Channel. And I mean, I was hammering. I was using the saw. And I mean, like they like my teachers were raving about me. Like, And that's the problem, right? It's the same thing what I experienced in Web3. It's like, I go for everything. I go for everything and I go for everything early early like I go for I, I I am so I stay so um quick like I'm very like I'm done to, like I'm always watching and even even if it looks like I'm not I'm, oh, I pay attention to everything and it pisses people off very much and a lot of people don't want to see me win a lot of people say they love me a lot of people say they love me a lot of people say that they're my support a lot of people say that they're my fans but a lot of people ultimately don't want to see me win And that's just the way it is. And um, I feel like, you know, if you're good at something, they want to keep you a secret, right? But if you're bad at something, you'll be very like, they'll go like, you'll be like all over the news, right? So um, I'm very talented. And uh, I believe that you have one life and just go for it it all. And I I believe the brain is very powerful. The brain operates everything. So I want to see what I'm good at. So I gave it a shot and my teachers were just so amazing. But I was very I mean, I've been bullied my whole life in many different arenas, you know, even in insurance. I was bullied, you know, because I i, I was coming in with billion dollar companies uh, when I just got licensed in insurance. I was getting appointments in with a billion dollar company because I sent pictures as I'm making pretend to be a mouse eating cookies when these guys were knocking doors, trying to get through the receptionist for years. Right. I think outside of, I do the things that people normally wouldn't do. I mean, these guys in insurance would literally go to the building to call the receptionist for like five years in a row to get a bill to get in, just to get an appointment with a billion dollar company. I would guess the email of the of the CEO and I and get in and send That's a Ruth,
2: Meta Ruth. <laughs> I remember
1: those tactics.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Meta Ruth, I've got to tell you. At least can we schedule two more, at least two more podcasts with you because we haven't even begun to touch on.
0: Yeah, of course. Half the
1: stuff we need to, and some of your stuff is so inspiring. We need to break it down a little bit more because, like, you've lived about 12 people's lives and we're trying to yeah. do with one person here. So it's better that we break it down. Yeah. And like, go through some of the chapters with you because what we try and do on here is we try and like give a message to other people following behind you. How they can get through their stuff like for example domestic abuse so mm-hmm. it'd be really good to kind of break it down a little bit because you've probably done 14 years of different lives yes. in about an hour and it's just i don't know if everyone could keep up with that to be honest with you and so imagine I being
0: to... me right, right. No, I, am. I, I really am
1: i really am i think uh, i'm gonna call you moira ruth rather than meta ruth if you don't mind <laughs> because it's a bit like that and um i just think that people deserve the right to hear your full story properly and yeah. i think if we just stopped it like say in two or ten minutes we haven't really got into like some of the decisions you and i'm really interested in decisions you made given all the kind of what, chaos, and an, chaos and anger that was around you mm-hmm. and i agree with you that god gives you a path but also sometimes you have to make sense of that path. and I'm really intrigued to explore that with you a little bit, like not in any sort of, like not in a crazy way, but just to kind of go through it a bit so the people following behind can get Oh, look you know this person got through that I
0: well no me- like content that's the whole reason why i founded the company speak out right i want to share my story so that i can help others make these decisions right i want to speak out like speaking out means like let me share my story with you so that you know that i'm here for you and you can learn something from me or you can speak out and tell me that you're not okay so i can get you help and that is why you know my artwork as an artist i created uh, the microphone dolls that speak out they speak out against domestic violence that's the story that it's inspired by but they speak out for many different reasons it's whatever you want it to be you know the, the the microphone doll so yeah like let's do it because um i have a very hard time doing interviews because people don't really understand how like who they're dealing with like right people don't understand the the um the um the the how complex and how chaotic my everything right like it's and and that's why when people ask me like even in web three, oh, come share your story about your artwork and how you got here. I'm like I can't do that like I, I I like people go up on stage well I created this artwork because and then they get into questions right it's like I I'm not like this is a movement like what I've designed and created is a movement this isn't like me selling like you know lemons because I, I took lemonade and selling lemonade because I took lemons and that's like really quick like I just looked in my drawer <laughs> you know what I'm saying like this Here's is what I made thought. earlier. <laughs> yeah like this is a lot this is a lot a lot a lot it's it's a lot for me and sometimes i have gear and it sucks because like i have geared away in um so many interviews because i don't i don't know how to get it all out you know in an interview so if we could figure that out would be phenomenal for me and
1: also because we we on here we try to give a space to people to do exactly that and we've had We've had people here fighting against i mean women who've actually their life is fighting domestic abuse we've had people on here who have uh, uh, like gone out and done amazing things and we try and give a space but we also want people to speak out on here so that's why the more we can have of your story the better it is and the more we can promote your business the better it is and we're, like you know we're not after anything we're just literally trying to We're trying to offset all the obstacles that society puts in the way we're simply trying to open a doorway for people to go look it it doesn't have to be that way that's all we're trying to do here so if we could invite you back at least two times maybe more yeah more more
0: times yeah no absolutely i don't do this so i would love this and i've known curious i think i've known you so like i seriously like i would i am telling you like you guys got me at the perfect timing like i i like this small intimate setting yeah. um and uh, you know i took a break from holding big spaces right hosting big rooms because i know i need to do things like this i need to restructure and i need to i need to get it out in in a structured way so i, I and i've listened to your previous podcast and things like that so okay. i mean okay. i would absolutely love and i and, love and there are people right. listening
1: there are people listening to you now. When we put this out, there'll be people listening in places like Borneo and you know Timbuktu because it goes out everywhere, wow. further than we ever thought it would do. And and it's gonna someone out there will hear your message and it will ring something for them.
0: That's why that, we that's do amazing. it. So that's amazing. And that's what I want. I I, I want to change someone's life. I want to. Yeah. That's what. I mean. You already have
1: just from this conversation you have. I can promise you. When this goes out, it will change people's lives. And what I want to go to next time, if you don't mind, is just to understand, you you said something really important. You said about when you started to try and speak out, how nervous you were. And I'm just curious to explore that with you next time, how you, within that nerves, how you did it, even on Clubhouse, because Clubhouse can be quite, you know, people act like very relaxed, but sometimes it can be quite intimidating because some people, even on here, try and control everything. And I'm just curious to explore with you, given the journey you had been on, how you took those steps, and again for other people—not so much. I mean, obviously, I want to hear for you, but I want to hear for other people what you, they could do to to kind of learn from your lessons, because your lessons have been putting your head through glass windows, and luckily you're here to tell the story, and maybe other people could hear and learn how to do that, perhaps without necessarily breaking their head through a window. But we want to thank you for being a survivor and a and a mentor and a legend for people. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Like, you guys have me like emotional and uh, thank you so much. Thank you for everyone also who's here. Like I see you guys all here, like Vincent, Jessica from Solar, Michael who's also showcased in my gallery and made amazing poems in regards to domestic violence awareness. Fadia, how are you? I mean, there's just so many amazing people that have tuned in, and of course, Hugh is here. Hugh is somebody that I work with. That I actually also want you guys to have on the podcast in the future, um, who is doing big things with the organization called the Wildcat Alliance, um, and is just also so genuine with a crazy story. Um, so he popped in. He's never been on Clubhouse, but definitely want to give. Um, introduce you guys to him like he, he's like me like so when i had met him we hated each other like i did everything in my life to get this guy off twitter and i think you saw the text messages actually curious in my speak out chat i was like everybody report this guy it actually ended up being he's actually like one of the nicest guys we both have like ptsd and we were like at war i think in my opinion he may disagree with me um, if he heard that but (laughs) um yeah i love this i love you guys like i like literally waking up and having this conversation and first of all your profile picture as the knight with baby yoda like that makes my day like i love baby yoda so like thank you for that. You know,
1: I've spent most of my life helping people I've done I've worked with homeless really hard to reach homeless people I've worked with gangs I've worked with kids excluded from schools and I just um, curious taught me that there was a, a a way to get your message across without going to every single school or every single homeless hostel, and uh, so that's why we're doing this and um, and for both of us curious and content I mean it's both about anarchy as in don't accept just because someone says to you stop that you have to stop don't think just because someone says yes. you, this isn't good for you, that they're right. Yes, white. and they don't
0: want you to do it. There's so many people. Exactly. That, oh, exactly. I have an idea. Oh, do you know how many times I hear people say, I have an idea, like if I make this brand that I can, no, nobody would buy that. How do you know? Because how do you know nobody would buy that? And Listen, everything we touch is a brand. Our sweatshirt, our underwear, scissors, pencils. Pens, hair ties, toothbrush, toothpaste, um, strings, strings, curtains, cups, plastic, nail polish, Everything we physically touch, everything in your room right now, someone made. So, do you have that
1: thing that Dragons Den where they try and talk you out of the brand that you're trying to do? It's like, no, no, this is never going to sell. You know, I'm not going to. It's like, what? You guys made your money somewhere. Perhaps you were lucky with that. Why are you telling me how I can do this? Everything's a brand.
0: Everything's a brand. It's just how you market it. It's how you market. And now with the power of social audio apps like this, we can market it to the world globally we're not competing with our next door neighbors anymore We're we, and not only are we compete uh you know we're not just on amazon now now there's a whole nother world we have two worlds we have the physical world and now we have a digital world if you take your hand and you flip it over there is two worlds so it's almost like the metaverse is like As if there's a brand new planet and we can move, if we could pick up and move to Mars and live on Mars and Earth, that's the metaverse. It's like Mars and Earth. So now we have double the Earth for double. Now there's less competition, more people. You can drop your prices, lower your prices, more territory, more ground. So this is, you could do whatever it is you want you just got to know how to market it. And now with the technology of social audio, like what you guys are doing, you can blast it. So I hate the word no, that you can't. Yeah.
2: Fascinating. Um, one of the things that really stands out for me is this this Web3 movement. Um, you've started speaking out <clears throat> and you've, you've been growing the community there. Um, a lot of the talk in web3 is about community Um, you've built communities previously whether that be through business or other social enterprise organisations that that you've been involved with Um, having lived a life (laughs) of I guess luxury um you know, and then having that come crashing down, and really coming to terms with what do I do now? Like this is the uh, the awakening moment, I guess, for you. Um, what what have you learned? Just to summarize, and Vincent, I would love to maybe take a question or a comment from you shortly. Um, in fact, if you want to come in first and then, then Meta Ruth can then close us and then we can go from there. But yeah, this gives you an opportunity to kind of think about, you know, what, what one thing would you share with us now that might help somebody out there. Vincent, come in. I'm here. I'm just trying to think of a way to put this. Meta, if you ever need someone to talk to, let me know. I know a thing or two about the... Roller coaster lifestyle and then the love bombing, and pretty much everything else you talked on. Wow, like, this is That's... like meta fucked for me. But uh, so, how it can help other people, it gets better,
0: I think. I just want to say Vincent I appreciate it like it takes people like you know like speaking out to let like to let someone know because like someone may listen and say you know maybe maybe I don't want to speak with meta but there is a guy named Vincent right because there could be men there's a lot of men who go through abuse right as well and maybe they want to speak to another male maybe someone could say hey I heard you on you know the podcast and they click on Vincent's profile maybe they want to message Vincent Instead, so speaking out, that's the power of speaking out. Vincent just speaking out and saying, hey, I know something, right? Like, like I'm not, um, like, I can't be, like, you know, I do help people, real domestic violence victims and survivors in real life. Um, this Tuesday, wait, this Thursday, I am meeting with New York State uh, Prevention of Domestic Violence to show them, um, you know, my metaverse and things like that um, with my domestic violence agency, but I also, like, I don't get paid for like all this, like I'm building all this technology stuff. And while I'm doing that, I'm like literally helping women and like flee from their abusers in real time. And I'm like, I literally help people with suicidal ideation in real time because I am someone who suffers with suicidal ideation in real time. So I, um, the whole idea is, right, not to just depend on me, right? A lot of people just depend on me, right, to help them with the resources, but the whole idea is to build a community that will be there for others so that Meta can continue building this infrastructure to back the community for the community. Um, I have a lot of technology that can really help you out with that. Yeah. So I, you know, I have a, I have have like a metaverse and things like that. Like regardless, I'm still building. I have like three attorneys, right? Like I have intellectual property, trademark, copyright. I'm I'm very busy building, like literally building physical items and things like that. I have a whole team. I have a 3D and I have two designers on my team. Like I have a full staff behind me. So I just, for me, um, I just the the whole point of Speak Out is for the communities to speak out and help each other because my DMs do get really blown up. Right. So just I just that's all. So what Vincent speaking out is just really amazing. But curious to what you're saying is um, uh, what did I learn from like going from. Well, actually, we had nothing because we lived in the one bedroom apartment, sleeping on mattresses on the floor. And then we had everything and then we lost everything. And then I had something of my own that I built and then lost that right my life went up and down like the stock market i guess you can say <laughs> um the one thing that i've learned is um don't i feel like um don't do anything for for money do it because you want a good quality of life you know you know you, you want to like life is absolutely short um you, you know speak your mind you know but like be respectful um But the whole idea is we don't want to survive, whether it's domestic violence or just maybe you just had a hard life. Like there's so many people on this earth right now who are just surviving, right? Working their nine to five or building a business. Like do something for yourself because just to survive on earth is not good for your soul. And there's a lot of broken souls that I've seen and that that like you need your soul. Don't let anybody take your soul from you. And I think the reason why I'm still here and the reason why I'm still able to do what I do and create and design is, I made a promise to myself, I will never let anybody take my soul from me. Like I will fight to the very end. And if somebody dares try to take that soul out of your body there's a problem. There's a fucking problem. And if you lost your soul, you fight to go get it back. You start designing, you start doing the things that you loved again. Okay. Because life is too, is too short to not enjoy, to not, you know, spend time with your family. And it sounds so cliche, but when I'm sad, I go, I call my niece and my nephew and I see my niece literally screams to the top of her lungs when she sees me on FaceTime. She's like, "Oh my god! Like how does that not fill your soul?" Right? Because material things again, they come and go. Material things don't care about you. Material things don't care, but your family does, right? So and 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 um also like, you know, be very careful who you trust because a lot of people are just putting on facades, So just put you first. That's all I can say is don't let anybody take anything from you um, and, and value yourself, like value yourself. Like um, let people have to earn your respect. Like Curious has earned my respect on so many different levels. I, I mean, I, I, he's been with me. I've known him for a year. That guy has shown me nothing but love, right? But like there's people out here who just want to hear alpha, right? That I've been used, right? Like not even not knowingly, right? People just wanting to know information about Web3 to figure out what NFTs to buy. And then like the guy like, like I thought it was like not like used, but like this one guy literally asked me like to like go on a date, asked me about what NFTs that I liked, he bought them and then just blocked me. Like there's people who will like, literally make pretend they like you just so they can get alpha on like the crypto market right so i realized after that like i'm not giving out any alpha information unless you pay me right i work 18 hours a day in this space to know the knowledge that i know you want to know you go fucking work 18 hours in this space because there's no college for this there's no textbook for it the crypto market right this this hasn't hit there, this will be a long time before it gets into textbooks. So you're gonna have to go through people like me and curious and things like that in order. So, and, and, and that applies to everything in your life, right? Everything in your life, people have to show respect or they have to sometimes, or you have to monetize your time because- That's a Ruth, that's a Ruth. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna call the next one, saving souls and dealing with crypto. Yeah, <laughs> um, okay. But uh, I just before we go this time, I just want to ask you one quick question because I know people have been listening for an hour and a bit. Are your parents okay now? Yeah. I mean, even if they're divorced, are they okay? So
0: they're divorced. They're both in separate relationship. I actually introduced my mom to her boyfriend five years Come ago, on. and they're still. Student- <laughs> Yeah, and they're soon to be engaged. They, they're like, I, so I walked into, so my friend's dad. I walked into his house and I went to the bathroom and I saw a butterfly on the bathroom wall. And I was like, this guy's from my mom. I, was, I, I just knew. I was like, this guy's for my mom. Ends up being like they both graduated high school early. Like they both like they, they're both like mad math scientists people. And like he, uh, they're like he's the one. And I honestly, it's I'm gonna be honest with you he's more of a fit for my mother, probably than my dad, like, seriously. So I'm very happy. Um, They're both in separate relationships. It is it's unfortunate that you know, time has been missed. But I, I, I met my dad in the metaverse, literally, I think like, like two months ago, we were looking at Lamborghinis in the metaverse. Hey, we don't have real Lamborghinis anymore. But we can go look at Lamborghinis in the metaverse and spend time together, you know, so I value that time with people that i love and you know i my parents are not perfect but at least i'm aware and i know like hey i'm gonna learn from your mistakes like smart people learn from their mistakes intelligent people learn from other people's mistakes i think you know so thank you for asking
2: thank you this has been Wonderful. I've I've been quiet for, for a lot of this interview because it's gone in the direction that I wanted to take it. Like every time I was thinking, Okay, I wanna ask this question now. <laughs> the content came in like all you were speaking yeah. and you led into it and it was like, Okay. And then it was around um twenty minutes ago and I was thinking, Okay, I wanna I wanna get in the speaking out before we close out and you you walked us into it and it was just just beautiful. Um I feel like there's there's something about people that have been in sales and marketing where they like when they've done that work they become really intuitive in, in connecting and spreading a message um, which is really powerful because it's it's kind of a kind of symbolic of, of blockchain <laughs> you know the, the connections that we build where we're able to trust each other enough to be able to share and I'm really Grateful that you felt comfortable enough to, to, to do this at <laughs> what seemed like short notice this morning.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, apologize. and you know what, you're, what you're saying is 100 percent right. Like it, it's um, coming from sales and marketing, right? Like you have to like um, you have to put yourself in the customer's shoes. So you, so so you have to know like empathy, right? Like like you have to be like, well, if I'm the customer, if, uh, to be a successful marketer, to be a successful salesperson, you can't be like, well, why isn't this customer buying from me? There's something wrong with them. No, you have to be like, hmm, if I was this customer in this situation, do I have the finances? Am I going through a health concern? Do I have a family member maybe from selling the same products that like you have to make pretend to be the customer, which almost comes into like, uh, it's like being like acting, right? Like going into different characters Like you have to feel right. And so what's scary is, guys, I'm going to tell you the truth, most successful marketer and salespeople are narcissists because uh, and, and, and so when they when they abuse people physically or emotionally, they're very well aware. They know exactly what they're doing because when they're closing deals with customers, they know how to manipulate the customer to close a deal okay so when they also say that they don't know that they that they don't know why they abused they know exactly why they, they turn it on and off okay it's a choice it's a choice right i you know so i'm just saying it's uh it's a scary worlds out there and usually it's very intelligent people who are um abused i mean all abusers I mean, from everywhere you know all over the world but i'm just saying some of the ones are like like the ted bundy's out there. there's there's it's crazy it's a crazy world stay, stay safe out there stay close to me i'll, I'll protect you I, I'll, I'll try my best
2: awesome um vincent thank you so much for joining us really appreciate it um jessica michael fadia Latanya, thank you so much for being here um content as well for being my my partner in crime (laughs) in this venture as we uh spread our wings and go out to something like 42 countries i think now it might be slightly more i haven't checked um in a little while but um i'm sure that somebody out there in bhutan or somebody out there in chile or somebody in new zealand might hear this and think hmm web 3 <laughs> um, and therefore the network extends thank you so much for your time meta um, and, and if you don't mind what what is your name
0: oh it's Ruth, <laughs> Ruth okay yeah, so Kenny Kenny got me MetaRoot.com as a gift, and, and I wasn't expecting to use it. Uh, so he was like, the guy from Solar I met in Vegas was like, guess what? I got you MetaRoot.com. I'm like, wait, what? And then I was like, wait, what? And this was like all like during my domestic violence healing, the guy that I met from Solar from being on Clubhouse on Solar, and one thing led to another, and... We're here, and yeah, and and like I said, we bonded over God, and he is. If anybody's looking for a master marketer, he's on Clubhouse. He's always in the domain rooms. His name is Kenny Perry. He also does um, a lot of other types of marketing for me still, and I have him on the roadmap, like to continue growing with me as I grow. My now conglomerate grant, uh, uh, brand, which is RLGNY, so it's not just MetaRoot. My, my real, com- I have a web three company which is RLGNY, which is made up of the Speak Out NFT project, the Metaverse, and public speaking and marketing agency. So um, he's definitely like uh, the most quietest asset to my company. He, he doesn't, he's not involved. He's a silent partner, but without him. There there none of this would have existed. So he's on here. You everyone follow him. He's not really a really Twitter person. He's a very clubhouse person, very smart person. He's a master marketer and he's always early. Always early to to anything that's new that's coming. Yeah. Kenny meta. Miss
2: Ruth uh, I just have to say thank you so much for the compliment I just sent you some baby Yodas on Instagram
0: turns out we're friends, and you gave me some compliments on my artwork so oh my god that's what's up I got the vibes from you (laughs) I know I love your artwork oh uh thank you
2: sorry I'm still working on that one (laughs) I appreciate it thank you um that's all we have time for today here on Curious Anarchy Stargazers speaking out with Meta Ruth give Meta Ruth a follow on Clubhouse Instagram, Twitter all of that stuff I've popped Meta Ruth's link tree in the pin link above thank you all so very much for joining us here it's been uh it's been a warm a warm journey a warm talk I've really appreciated it Meta Ruth um first time I think that we've really got to go back and forth and I've been able to really hear you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I'm just reading through the comments now. I totally forgot that Clubhouse has um, the uh, comments section now. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. All the love in the comments. Wow. Amazing, Latanya, Jessica, wow, Vincent, oh, okay, all right, guys, sorry, I could do this all day, Michael B, oh, my God, oh, wow, NFT Kate, oh, NFT Kate's on my team, she's the art coordinator on my team with the Metaverse uh, and the NFT project, she's my, um, like, con- uh, liaison from the Czech Republic, um, she's on my team as well. I, um, but um, hey, Kate. Hey, Kate. We have a lot of work to do. Um, all right. But yeah, thank you guys so much. I I love you guys so much. I, I love you all so much. And um, you guys just made me so motivated this morning to to keep continuing what I'm doing. Um, and I, and I just uh, you know. I want to keep letting people know because there's so many people, I want everyone to have this experience that I have right now because you guys made me feel so important. Um, and it, it, it's just, it's such an amazing experience to be interviewed, you know, and especially when, you know, host. I used to host so many rooms, right? Like hundreds of people and I would get sick. I had to stop. I got so sick, I'm, uh, you know, and it's just nice to be like, you know what, like, let me just rest and I'll do a couple of interviews, but. Um, I haven't in a long time. So just thank you. Thank you so much for seeing the value in me. Mr. Ruth, can
1: I just ask a favor from you? Would you mind marketing the the energy of your soul? If more people could have that, we'd have a different world by Thursday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wait, uh, marketing my, my, my soul? No,
1: like finding a way of putting it in a bottle so people can drink it and have the same... <laughs>
0: Well, that's the whole idea, right? When I release my art, my collection, um, everyone's gonna be able to have, cause it's gonna be digital and physical, right? So everyone's gonna have uh, either you know physical items of me. And so like right now, I have a blanket of my own brands, um, Speak Out NFT. This blanket that I created from myself, like I have clothing from my own brands, I have blankets of my own brand, right? And we're gonna do- donate to, uh, to domestic violence agencies um, when when I release what I'm releasing, and the reason why it's taking so, it's gonna take a while because we're building like a huge brand, right? It's not just digital art we're building. We're building like tangible items um, to get into the hands of people all around the world to have that touch of the Met of Ruth to feel loved and hugged. Um, they will have that. People are going. Are you to
1: do that. are you old enough to remember Popeye? Of course, I'm a Popeye. So you know that thing that he, when, he, when, he, when he needs extra energy and he has a can of spinach, we need something like that from you so that anyone going through a hard time just has a can of it and like, wow, suddenly I've got Metaruth energy in me.
0: Yes, everyone everyone's gonna have everyone's gonna have something that they can afford from Meta Ruth. Everybody. I want everybody, everybody just needs that little touch, that little hug. You know, they just need to feel, they need they need to have that little hope. And um, you know, and that's what the metaverse is gonna be. They're gonna feel like, oh wow, we can go into this cool place and it's inspired and built by, you know, true domestic violence survivor and victim. And now, you know, and one message I just have to say before we leave we do not want to survive we want to live amen okay. amen amen so we're not just surviving we're thriving now i need
2: coffee <laughs> right it's so typical new yorker need coffee to
1: function are you listening staten island she needs coffee
2: what what time is it there where you want now Oh yeah, right, on the
1: East
0: Coast?
2: right now it's nine thirty four. Got you, East Coast. Okay, brilliant. Right, let's go. Thank you so much. Um, it's been powerful. Thank you so much, Mary. Honestly, this has been uh, this has been awesome. Kirisa Nakie, over now.